Live from the Huntington Hellhole. In the morning, Troy. In the morning, Brian Black. So uh, how was your St. Patrick's Day's laddie? <laughs> uh, it was good. I had um, the two like random expired alcoholic drinks in our fridge. Expired? Yeah. It's been left over from a party from like year and a half ago and oh boy that's all we had <laughs> uh yes i'm assuming you were uh following along on our stream last night i was participating yes i got my ass whooped i got in second place one time every other time i'd be cruising along at third place and then i get fucked and get sent to seventh we uh just for those just tuning in we played Mario Kart last night for St. Patrick's Day with a certain twist, depending on which place you placed in, is how many drinks you had to take, with first place being the only one that didn't have the drink. Apparently, though, I was I was playing our different rules because I, I, I could have sworn the guy who told us the rules was like, first place only takes one drink. Oh, okay. Second place takes a shot. Oh, okay. So I even if I got first, I was like, okay, just a sip. Here we go. And uh, hilarity ensued from there. It was it was a lot of fun though, even if though I was like getting screwed left and right, Mario Kart balancing. Have you put your schedule on your website? No, I haven't done anything on my website. I completely forgot till <laughs> till Thursday. <laughs> Sorry. It, that's fine. I don't. I haven't gone to your site in a while. <clears throat> um, I was on my site though because I've had a lot of fun. More fun than I've had in a very long time, hosting a continuous game live stream. Oh that yes, is that's right. Mm -hmm. Completely automated. There's an automatic camera that cycles through the players. The one problem is I needed this uh, extra computer that you helped me acquire. Beast of a computer. Yep, and I've had to tune it to get it extra low power, so that I could stream it without having a wind tunnel in the background of the show. <laughs> And uh, without overheating the room, because the room was like 85 degrees. But what are you going to do when it's only summertime? In the oh, well, see, I already lowered the temperature, so it's just going to be uncomfortable, and the air is going to run a lot. But since it's been winter, I just cracked the door open, and I let yeah. all that frigid air in. And it just bounces it out. Yep. I mean, it was it was cold. I don't know that it was really winter, but it's uh, the perfect temperature for streaming 24-7. I just passed 250 hours streaming to Twitch. You got a little uh, acolyte that they give you. They're like, oh, here you go. Here's your badge. Yeah, you get little achievements. Or you got some empire achievement. Get more than like 10 people chatting at once or something like that. I don't have anything like that. I, I do not reply to people. People say stuff. I could reply, but I don't want to set the precedent. Mm -hmm. I want it to be completely unattended. The stream account is to be considered a bot, not a human. And um, I also want to do some other stuff like embed a video with an alpha channel that is actually a um, like a pending video stream from another stream server so that I can queue up videos and insert them into like the one fourth of the screen. Oh, in the quarter, in, in the, the corner, corner kind of yeah. thing. The quarter, a quarter, little, uh, quarter panel. Put a picture in picture. Something else in there. 
Mm-hmm. You can just live stream to it. And you're going to leave it completely uncensored, right? It's totally uncensored. Yeah, you can go to the website. Uh, oh, no, I, I, I know what's going to be on that. 420yolo.co. Oh, you're talking about the video stream? Yeah, I'll just start. Uh, the video stream will have credentials. Right you, nobody will have access to it. Uh, except for maybe you. Okay. You could put okay. Goatsy on there. <laughs> that get me removed pretty fast. The uh, <laughs> the Twitch name is banned in Twitch. Banned in Twitch. Yeah. B-A-N-D. But you can always claim it stands for banned at Twitch. I need to change the bio on that profile so that it notes that you got to check the website because one day this video stream will stop working. Well, you can also make it so it's like a nice little shiny button. They just tap it and then it, it's a link in itself. It's got to do a nice, um, give it a nice picture. You'll have to show me how to do that. Or just give me the description of the module thing I have to add. But whatever, well, it's like it's all in the website. But any, I'm a big fan of anything you want to throw down that module, just put it on the stream. Like put it in the top right corner, like go to this. Yeah, URL. I should put the website in there. Because I, I, I'm... I get irritated when at the beginning when I was doing that, but then I found out that it's like everybody who uses Twitch is on their phone and nobody knows to go to those panels. So it has to be on the video or nobody's going to see it. That's a good point. That's actually where I look at it most of the time. Yeah. So if it's not on the screen, nobody sees it. Because the server is constantly live streamed, people will randomly tune in and then join mm-hmm. the server and then just hang out in there and watch themselves in the stream because it's like a two second latency. And then the server populates itself. So it's been busy for the last two weeks. The stream populates the server and the server populates the stream. Yeah. Yeah, people will look at Twitch. They'll see that nobody on Earth is streaming any insurgency footage except for me. Did you change? Because the one weird thing about insurgency on Twitch is it's got it's under two different names, which splits it in half. There is is a mod that has 27,000 random people that are subscribed to it. But I think oh, they subscribed. that's the difference? One's the mod. One's... Yeah, one's 1,000 people. Actually, it was less than that until yesterday. And now it's 1,000. It was 999. You brought in those like extra two, two, three people. I guess. <laughs> so I put it on the 24th or 27,000 or whatever it was, uh, ins- Insurgency, which was the old mod. The mod. That's technically mm-hmm. what it was called, the subtitle name. And uh, it didn't generate any more viewers as far as i then, can tell looks like they've yeah. just gone up because i think the insurgency one is more current more active those people because that yeah, insurgency like, tag wasn't there streaming there and whereas even though the other one has more quote-unquote followers i don't think anybody's streaming to that yeah. channel anymore so i did a split test from what i can tell those are twenty-seven thousand inactive people yeah, well, not necessarily inactive people, but they clicked follow uncertainty and they never came back to it. They could be online, just not, they're not actually But I counted on them being online, browsing the, the home screen, and then seeing my stream pop up. Uh, it may or may not pop up. Because well, it just means they're following the game, but just because they're following the game, it may not pop your stream up. I could toggle it back and forth, do another test. I think you should stick with the... Just the insurgency by itself. It seemed like that was I a more too. active uh, game channel, for lack of a better term. Yeah. I would like one of those those random Twitch streamers to restream being on my stream. Well, if you really stream want while to, they're on the I can tell you how to, how to do that, but then it's going to have to take you to talk to them while they're streaming, and hopefully they're paying attention. Because you you'll like be surprised by... They rate it? Or just ask just, them. Just say, hey... Oh. I'm a. I'm also streaming insurgency. You mind hosting mine? 
And they might say, sure. Especially if you mention it's a 24-hour stream. They'll be like, sure, it's free. It makes it so their their channel will always have something going. Oh, that's not exactly what I meant. I meant I want them to hop onto my server oh, and be in it. Just jump whenever they're Twitch streaming. Just jump in their Twitch channel and type to them. Hey, you want to join my channel? It's it's a 24-hour stream. You can stream the stream. Sometimes asking gets you so far in life. <laughs> But then I, yeah. I, I'm usually super lazy. I don't even do that. I don't like going to people's channel and ask things, but that is something you can do. All right, I'll try different strategies. And uh, when I feel like the number of people that are potentially subscribing tapers off, mm-hmm. I'll jump ship or try to get banned. <laughs> do do something controversial to get your, uh, become infamous if you can't get famous. Yeah. The, that's literally... <laughs> So you're gonna start adding the uh, you're gonna start adding a bottom right video of, of other Twitch streamers, but all it's only the ones in the uh, spa. Uh, just talking that one. Just talking, yeah. Let's see how long until your Twitch streamer is like, "Hey, he's just stealing our content." Oh, that actually reminds me. Somebody did that on Twitch. It was it was a freaking genius play. They so they're like they're, they're streaming like normal. And they go, hey, guys, I've got a strategy to boost our numbers. Like, it's a complete shameless strategy, but the fact that it works just shows you how stupid it is. What he did is while he's streaming normally, he's got, like, let's say 15 people. Normally, people are, like, watching his channel. All he does is then go on Twitch, and, you know, he's showing this on his Twitch channel, and go to one of those other Twitch channels where it's, you know, girls in bikinis just talking, you know, in the spa. And all he does (laughs) is leave it on. And sure enough, those numbers start spiking because everybody, you know, all, it shows you like a little preview video. And so all they see is the girl in bikini. They don't realize it's not their stream. They just see and they click. And he's like, look at that, boys. Look at those numbers spike. And he's like, he's like showing a live counter to start like to, to go up. And, you know, the more, stream, yeah. the more followers you get, not followers, the more streamers you get, the more other people get into like, hey, why is everybody jumping on the channel kind of thing? And then he's like, okay, now I'll go back to my regular game. And sure enough, you know, like 50 of them dropped off. But still, it's it showed on Twitch a spike from 15 to 75. And so okay. Twitch thinks, hey, you must be you must be a popular streamer for those, you know, five minutes. You you actually reminded me of something. Um, mm-hmm. I have to look up the person who makes those uh, those bikini skins that we like to use when we play Left 4 Dead 2. Oh, yeah. Huh? I need to hire them. Do it and for uncertainty. I'm going to commission... Bikini skins for insurgency with breast that will physics. get that will get people in. Yeah, the breast <laughs> physics are 100 percent necessary. Uh, jiggle physics, Ryan. I, I don't. I'm not gonna uh, make a euphemism. <laughs> the breast physics. It's got to be realistic. Actually, it'd be even better if it was ridiculous. And then I need a actual uh, like exploding blood mist mod that yeah, actually works. I, I need it to be like as ridiculous as possible so that you'll watch it. Like a cartoon. Yeah, exactly. I have to cartoonify the insurgency stream. Yeah, I'd, I'd watch it for just for that. To know that whatever is like going on in the game would make it a totally cartoon, ridiculous version of it. You gotta add, you... Go ahead. I was going to say, you got to add the sound effects too. Don't just, don't yeah, do the visual. I keep it's also the audio. The audio. I got to get the audio commissioned also. My legs! There is a female voice pack. I need a rehost. Most of these um, skins and voices and stuff, like create another Steam account just so I can publish those, mm-hmm. because the people who publish them, like all the scant- scantily clad women, they're all yeah. from China. Yep. 
Yeah, that's so super sketchy. Page. And yeah. the uh, scantily clad women are actually made by they're they're part of Counter Strike. Counter Strike oh. <laughs> in China has uh, scantily clad women. We're getting screwed here. We're getting an inferior product. It's definitely an inferior product. But I made that skin, um, one of the insurgent skins in um, Insurgency. Is that all of them? No, it's just the women, just the insurgent side. I know, but you're saying one of the insurgent skins. I'm saying all yeah, the sorry, insurgents all, are women. All, yeah. <laughs> one of the teams just... is scantily clad women, and now, it makes the video Now, what you need to do, better. though, is you need to, you need to settle this long debate once and for all. On one side, scantily clad women with huge butts, and on the other side, scantily clad women with huge breasts. Solve the okay. debate once and for all. I'll see if they can skin that. <laughs> and it's got to be jiggle physics on both sides. Don't forget that. <laughs> the models are going to get so weird. <laughs> it's like aliens oh, at this point. Yeah. Don't even recognize it. It'll be like a battle of the Kardashians. Oh, that would oh, be cool. My. That's the name of the server. And everybody's oh, confused man. when they join, and then they go to the stream, and they go, oh, my God. Just have new skins every month or something. Yeah. Different celebrities, different sides battling. Different sound effects in the background. You just take live recordings and just play it. Okay, that could be economical if I pull off this uh, cryptocurrency thing that I'd like to do with the server. Mm-hmm. The Ethereum. That uh, Ethereum. Ethereum. There you go. No one's gonna actually participate in it because the actual call to action between people playing in the server and then people connecting to Mumble, for example. Mm-hmm. So far, just like an hour before I recorded, a random guy from the Mumble server joined because he wanted to complain about uh, getting banned. And then certainty? Yeah. He got kicked banned by some fucking two uh, retards that were... They have names, Ryan. You can use them. I won't yeah. tell. Yeah, retards. <laughs> they... I don't know. They were abusing the voting system, I think. Oh, and. Uh, he got vote banned for it's a it's a short term thing called a kick ban i guess and mm-hmm. out of 390 players per night that rotate through the server there was only one person that ever joined mumble well how popular is mumble because i know the appeal of discord is that well, mumble you don't technically the, need to install it yeah you can just go to a web browser yeah. That is why it's successful. And Mumble could have done that for a long time now. Mm-hmm. There's all kinds of little prototype prototypes that have been built for the last 10 years. And the developers are just really, really lazy. They didn't release 1.3 until like 12 years after releasing a beta for it. Yeah. So they released a, a testing like nightly build that was the same for over 10 years. There's no well, business behind it. If it, uh, if it isn't broken, don't fix it, I guess is their motto. My dream would be to uh, kind of enhance their team with some, some people that I would hire mm-hmm. to slap a web front end uh, yeah, to the server. It. Ease of use is the secret to web voice things. I've been talking about 
a web page that you go to and talk on as Mumble since probably and all encrypted too. Which you can you can do through that through web page. I mean, it's got security certificates, anyways. Yeah, it's a little different though. Mumble has trusted first use and stuff, which is nice. Mm-hmm. Um. So a lot of newbies, younger kids and stuff that have just never gone through the era of using desktop applications that speak a protocol. Mm-hmm. Um, they're not used to this process of installing some software and running it and connecting to a server. Or to, where's the app, bro? Yeah, exactly. The Kids, mm-hmm. they everything to them is basically an app in finger quotes or a website. <laughs> yeah. I mean, not even necessarily a website. More like they don't know it's a website. It's just something they clicked on in Facebook. It looks like an app. Kids. Do you, do you realize that makes us feel old now when you say all the kids don't know? <laughs> It's but, inevitable. But those kids that don't know how those newfangled things or those uh, the old things work, they only know how the new things work. Mm-hmm. Uh, they administrate the mumble server. It's completely... They administrate the mumble server and the insurgency server. It's all run by people half my age. Huh. I didn't know you actually had people administrating your servers. Oh, I thought yeah. you were just, just going to be the god there. No. They take care of it all. That's awesome. Yeah. Do you ever have to step in, though, or is it all... Yeah. Sometimes they, they kind of ask if it's all right if I if they like ban somebody from the server permanently or but for the most part they I escalate the privileges as time goes on mm-hmm. and they handle themselves fine. Pretty much everything's resolved with uh a simple kick, maybe a couple of kicks or like a temporary ban. Yeah, just like murder solves a lot of problems. Yeah, well, the whole game is, it's the, uh, it's a murder tag system. <laughs> it's tag with bullets. Mm-hmm. With instant respawn, which is why this particular insurgency server is so much fun. You don't have to wait for uh, your wave to come up every 35 well, seconds. What were you talking about with the Ethereum, though? Oh, yeah. Saying? So I'm not going to tell you what I'm going to do with the, the server with that stuff yet, but mm-hmm. I have been messing around with Ethereum, and I didn't realize just how amazing it was the fact that it's not just a tradable cryptocurrency but it's kind of like the osi stack the network stack in your computer osi stack i don't what you're talking uh, about it's a standard of the different layers of the, the network protocol oh okay network uh, protocol so the same concept exists of layers to a protocol with ethereum and ethereum has an application layer so software uh, or software developers can create these tools like instant messenger apps like status.im and it can somehow tie into I think uh, layer two of Ethereum and they can create their own tokens and they can have a chat system that can I'm assuming this is how the, the status chat system works I don't really know how their system works I'm assuming it's somehow distributing the messages in the blockchain maybe it's not doesn't matter but they have a token system that allows uh, uh, voting. It's like a governance token. Mm-hmm. So you can hop into the like a it's like a status DApp store, DApp 
store decentralized app they had this whole concept of basically like prefixing prefixing a bunch of different concepts with the letter d for decentralized mm. there's decentralized apps decentralized finance you can have the wonderful experience that i've had where you open up one of these wallet apps status is one it's also an instant messenger metamask is one and you can log into uh you, you could put some Ethereum into your MetaMask. Then you can open up something like uh, Zerion. I'll put it in the show notes. Z-E-R-I-O-N. And it's an investment tracker. And you can look at... Uh, I'm looking at my uh, Zerion wallet here as an example. Synth SDFi. It's a... It's a... Decentralized Finance Index. Is it? I'm trying to think. What kind of index? Do you mean like it, it's a decentralized log of... I guess I should back up. Uh, I can invest in companies with Ethereum. Mm-hmm. And I can... Uh, just turn my fucking light on on my iPhone. I can, tra- I can swap uh, cryptocurrencies... Mm-hmm. So I can trade Ethereum for USDC, which is a token, an Ethereum token that's pegged to the dollar. So let's say is that it's it's the uh, token that's that's yeah you just said pegged to the yeah. dollar. It's pegged to the dollar so that it's a one to one ratio. If you suddenly had a million dollars in Ethereum and you wanted to retain that before the value crashes, you can just convert it to USDC and then send it to your Coinbase account and deposit it all as dollars into your account. Mm-hmm. or retain the value on your own personal wallet that Coinbase doesn't control, nobody else controls, you can just retain it as USDC. But the thing you're going to need the most is some Ethereum in your wallet so that you can perform transactions because Ethereum is needed for um, making a trade, for uh, investing in... What is it called? Live Peer. That was something that I sent you a link to. It's uh, one of these cryptocurrency companies that in, it has some kind of video encoding platform where you can rent time on um, however many servers you need in a decentralized configuration to offload video transcoding. So if I needed three different servers I needed to encode like a 480p 720p and 1080p version of my live stream mm-hmm. I could offload it through their system and I can pay using their token and Ethereum uh, pays <clears throat> the transaction fee for part of that um, that company but wait, I, mean, I guess I'm drifting off from the DeFi thing the centralized finance part is the exchanges that work like Coinbase, but don't use any of the banking infrastructure. So I'm not having to go to US Bank or yeah, get the I don't okay need, from the government. I don't need to give a DeFi or a DEX, a decentralized exchange. I don't need to give uh, any of these DEXs or anything my name, my address. I don't need to give them an email. I don't have to make an account. Oh, just, just like show even up. for normal Bitcoin or you know normal coin internet yeah, cr- I can cryptocurrencies. Just, I can just swap it. Mm-hmm. They call it Web3 because basically it's just 
it has some integration with a blockchain type wallet. Just a that makes it anonymous, so you don't have to give well, out your personal it, information. Ish. It's pseudo anonymous. Like you could it's like to an IP or something like that. You right? could trace back all of the transaction records, mm-hmm. and then somebody with a higher level view could say, "Oh well, this came from a wallet owned by Coinbase, who is registered with Coinbase and that sent money." Mm-hmm. Yeah. And they trace it back to you. So the only way to like avoid something like that would be to use uh, it's called Tornado, Tornado.cash or Shapeshifter. And what you does can, that do? You can basically pay a fee to transfer whatever oh, like cryptocurrency you have. You transfer it to a third party, and it like splits it into a whole bunch of different. Ah, uh, so fragments. It's a you can't be. It's not easy to trace it back to you personally. Yeah, or it'll send it to a different blockchain, so that there's to no your direct Caribbean connection. blockchain. <laughs> so it'll go from Ethereum over to Bitcoin, back to Ethereum, mm, or somewhere in the somewhere in the there the log gets lost basically. Ethereum or Bitcoin, you can send it to Monero, which is a privacy coin, which you can't figure out based on the address that somebody sent from. You can't figure out the content of the wallet something like that so you could send your cryptocurrency to a privacy coin back to some other coin that coinbase would accept and then cash it out or something but really you'd just be better off using it so the concept of these indexes that you can get in uh zerion i think i'm saying that right it's really cool because they'll they'll cover a whole space like the DeFi space and they'll, they'll uh, peg their index price to like, I guess like the average of the different values of the tokens for the different DeFi platforms. Mm-hmm. And the, uh, the one that I mentioned something synth, what's it called? Synth S DeFi. I, I can't really even pronounce what this stupid name is called. But in the last year, it did over 15x. 15x? What, what do you mean by yeah. 15x? If you, 365 days ago, if you had bought this. Oh, uh, increased its value? This index, it has 16x your money. So you put in $1,000, you'd leave if you cashed out today with $16,000. Oh, wow. Okay. Mm-hmm. Just because it, it's just it's is it's its value is growing or that when you have it sitting there it is accumulating. So these, this is the perceived value relative to the dollar, also the, the value US dollar, of yeah. the companies that these people have invested their Ethereum into. Mm. So it's kind of a complicated question because the it's, value relative to the mm. U.S. dollar is influenced a lot based on what people are willing to trade for it, on particularly Coinbase. Uh, trade for Bitcoin, I mean, because there's all kinds of hype around Bitcoin, but Bitcoin doesn't have an application layer. It just has the ability to trade stuff and it doesn't really change that often. So they'll have to think of some more things to hype it up next time. <laughs> uh-huh. Otherwise, Ethereum looks fantastic. The whole experience of being able to look at a site, see something that I want, 
like some art with a non-fungible token or something, I could mm-hmm. just buy it. I don't have to make an account. Just choose my Ethereum, and then yeah. it'll pass on through. I can, I can invest in companies without having to make an account. When you sell stocks, the, the time before it's settled and in your account is known as T plus two. It's the, basically the trade time plus two days. So you may have realized your gains, but you don't get access to that money. You can't spend it until it's settled and in your bank account. So every transaction through a banking system takes several days. There's reasons for that. There's humans involved and they can look at it and be like, this looks wrong. So we'll just call them and verify it with Ethereum. You would truly be fucked. There's no way to ever undo. You can't unfuck oh, yeah. anything it's because it's all anonymous. Well, pseudo anonymous, but it's because the transactions can't be um, changed. Once the transaction has occurred, it's like cash. What are you going to do? Fight the guy for it? Yeah, no. you can't take it, it back. It's, once it's he gone. took the cash. It's his now. Same deal with most of these cryptocurrencies. They are immutable. The transaction gets written to the blockchain, and then everybody confirms it. That's it. And then everybody's got a copy, and that's that's the new blockchain moving forward. Yep. It's very, very cool technology. I think there was another cool one I was looking at. You were telling me, though, isn't this the one where, like, if you want to back out, like, let's say you're like, ah, I don't want this anymore, you can take back your Ethereum, and you give up the rights to whatever you bought with it, or is that something else I'm thinking of? You're probably thinking of NFTs, non-fungible oh, tokens. Oh, okay, never mind. Never mind. NFTs then. Or maybe you're thinking of the concept of staking. I think I'm getting, I'm getting, I think you're thinking all the, all the concepts you've been telling me about the past couple of days and get them all mixed up together. Uh, Coinbase has some really good learning videos, some like educational videos. Mm-hmm. And if you make an account, some of these cryptocurrencies like compound they'll actually pay you or coinbase will one or the other basically to promote their cryptocurrency so if you learn how their system works they'll give you like two dollars worth and now if you did this two months ago the value has more than doubled so you you could have had like if you did this several several months ago um whatever ones were being promoted at the time when you got your $5 or whatever it ended up being after they deposited it, it turned into $50. Mm-hmm. That's great. That's great return. Yeah. It just makes you wish you had like 10 grand in there. Makes me wish I bought Bitcoin when it was just a phase. I know everybody says that. Uh, <laughs> they said that when it reached a thousand and oh, it's everybody made fun of that guy for buying a pizza for 12 Bitcoin. Yeah. <laughs> What is it today right now? Let's see. Let's just say it's 60,000. 57. Seven, okay, 57. It was... $684,000. Yeah, it was at 59. When is that? It, it at This morning, it was at 59. I remember buying coffee when uh, Bitcoin was a couple hundred bucks. Oh, my God. Buying coffee with Bitcoin. Fractions of a coin. But yeah, now it's probably like, like a $2,000 coffee. Yeah, the most expensive coffee in the world. Yeah, it passed sixty thousand on March thirteenth, and then I went back down. But still, at its lowest, so on the fifteenth it was fifty four, 
So we bought the on the fifteenth and then waited to sell today, you would have made just like thousand dollars, four thousand dollars just with that one purchase with one coin. Crazy. It's it's not all um happy though. Like yeah. I had some hair pulling experiences dealing with Ethereum because I had no experience with it. Plus it's just some of their stuff's just kind of fucked up. Like the transaction fees in certain scenarios a lot it's like a hundred dollars why just the transaction fee yes you want to send somebody ten dollars ninety dollars <laughs> uh so when i invested in some uh some company recently mm-hmm. the fee was like a hundred and ten dollars which is ridiculous. That'll all change in July. They voted on it. They're going to reduce the gas fees. When you spend partial Bitcoin to pay transaction fees, they call them gas fees. Mm. I just, because Ethereum is supposed to be like a gas. Is, is it actually take effort to do like a transaction? Like why is it charging like a hundred dollars? Right now it's proof of work. Yeah. So there is effort. It will be okay. proof of stake and proof of stake. The change, the, the way it currently works is, some transaction occurs, the network then confirms it with uh, doing lots of work. And the effort increases as the amount of compute on the network increases, something along those lines. At least that's how it works for Bitcoin. Ethereum mm-hmm. wants to change to proof of work. No, sorry, proof of stake, which means you put up $32,000 worth of Bitcoin or Ethereum and you put it into a smart contract. And then you have a server that you have to keep online until the end of that contract or else you lose money. In the meantime, they will pay you 9% in Ethereum. Just to watch, just to do what? To verify transactions and stuff. Oh, just, okay. Just yeah, if there's any fuckery afoot and your computer's signing things incorrectly because you're trying to rig the game, then they will take your money because your money's already in an escrow account. They already account. have it. It's in an escrow account, it. in a smart contract, and the network will... Fuck you. <laughs> It'll take you $32,000. Fuck you personally, specifically. Yeah. So at 9%, uh, with the performance of Ethereum in the last 365 days, that would be pretty good because not only is it 9%, but Ethereum increased in value 16x. 16x. Yes. 16 times the initial starting value. <laughs> yeah. Perceived Crazy. value. Well, it's it's uh, it reminds me of uh, how art is judged. You know how they oh like beanie they, babies. Yeah, yeah, like beanie babies. <laughs> I remember that was a thing. But do you know how they uh, figure out what art is worth based on what it was sold for last time? Exactly, what people are willing to pay for it. So Ethereum will its value will increase based on what people perceive it to be worth, where they can invest it. And so the more people that, you know, buy into it, it sounds like the better the value will be. And if it is already on an increase, like it's already catching waves in a way, maybe it's now a good time to get in. So you don't have to have this, I wish I invested in it back when. There will never be, well, you'll have that feeling because there's some stuff that performs really well, but this is the fucking future. This mm-hmm. seamless experience of just being on a site and able to, to do transactions in terms of voting because of the uh, uh, the different governance tokens that are out there 
uh, in terms of being able to swap currencies, invest in companies, and never have to have a conversation with my bank to authorize something. There's just no middleman. Well, I mean, dealing if, with if you directly. don't want to have any, uh, if you don't want your bank to uh, authorize anything with you, I can take care of that for you. You'll never have to talk to your bank. I would rather manage my own block, my own uh, <laughs> uh, private key, uh-huh. and I can have multiple copies of it and mul- unlimited wallets to store it all. And I can make a paper wallet and have all, just a list of all your archival things to it. Mm-hmm. When you say paper wallet, do you mean like a, a wallet can, made of paper? Or are you... Yeah, it's literally okay. just an address. Since they're, you're, you don't actually have like little bits of something in your phone, you just have the private key to a public key, basically the pair that's on the blockchain. Mm-hmm. And a lot of the way the private keys are generated now is they use, uh, I don't remember the exact term, it's basically like a predictive, a predictable wallet, something like that. There's some other word for it. Um, they'll use a dice phrase, like a whole bunch of random words. And that is the uh, recovery code. That's the, the phrase used to generate a algorithmically predictable result. So based on those words, a certain private key is going to be derived from it. And that private key will have... Uh, I, don't know, I guess other wallets attached to it, something like that. And then that, I guess, is used for signing any operations, authorizing spending and stuff. It's a really, really cool system. That would be. Oh, yeah. What were you saying? The bad experience that I had was I waited too long when the network was super congested. It was a super busy day. That's when I paid the $110 mm-hmm. to invest in a company. They, uh, basically two of my transactions failed and I had to eat 10% of the gas fee. Oh, cause you still got dinged. Even... Wait. So you, because the what? network failed, I still got dinged $10 worth of fees. Okay. That's, that's a big deterrent. <laughs> so failed attempts. Because of an because of something outside of your control, well, still got you ding. Technically, it well, yeah, it's out of my control. But on a really congested day, I guess the tribal knowledge is you should pay more, more gas fee, more of a gas fee to make uh, the transaction faster. Because if it's super congested and the gas price goes up, your gas price that was in the middle is now the lowest and is the lowest in the queue, and may not get completed in time in that block, something like that. I can see why, but I can see that being a major deterrent. Cause, uh, yeah, it's hugely problematic. If I walked into the bank and I waited in line and then by the time I got to the front, the bank closed and they said, Oh, that'd be $5 please for waiting in our line. I would be very upset. Uh, sort of well, like I, I got in line analogy, to but... make a transaction, yeah. but it failed. You know, the transaction failed because it bank closed and then I get still get charged for their failure. Well, yeah, well you're you're technically paying the volunteers that yeah. run. I can I can, the I can understand why, but then like from a ignore what actually happened from my perceived my perception of it mm-hmm. is like that's unacceptable. <laughs> There's different models. Some Ethereum tokens. Uh they have very little fees, if any. Mm-hmm. And uh you would just be paying a gas fee to 
acquire or convert Ethereum into that particular token. Now, when you say volunteers, you're talking about, sorry, I'm just thinking back to what you were saying earlier. That's because somebody still had to try and verify your transaction. Yep. Okay. So they're they're just people who want, they're trying to get paid because they have lots of computers. Yeah. They get paid in Ethereum to do the task. And Ethereum. Exactly. And they are smart because they're, Ethereum is worth so much compared to their dollars. Mm-hmm. That's, it makes it it makes it worth their time because they already have the skill set to do this, and that, the, and the hardware. That also reminds me of uh, Loadcoin. L O D E. I don't know anything about this. And Loadcoin. in fact, it could, it could easily be a scam. Because I don't know who audits this. Supposedly, this is a cryptocurrency that is pegged to the price of silver. Or, or backed by silver, which may that actually sketchy. be... That may be problematic. Because if it's backed by silver, and... Uh, I have to look into this more to see if they're... Um, well, I do have this new decentralized Coinbase. It's uh, managed by this Nigerian prince. You should definitely invest uh-huh. now to unlock the riches he has in store for you today. It's Jump a cool idea. This. <laughs> uh-huh. But you can, it silver. If it was pegged to the price of silver, roughly, whether or not it's ba- uh, backed by it, if you were just looking at it as a way to... Uh, ride the price of silver up realize your gains if you're just looking for some place to put your money basically that would rise independent i would think independently of bitcoin because the problem is right now so many of these uh, cryptocurrencies valid coins and shit coins they they rise and fall with bitcoin so if bitcoin goes up 10x the other things around it go up Roughly They're all linked to it. That amount, plus or minus five. Mm-hmm. So right now, since it's basically peaked, load coin seems interesting. But then there's borrowing systems like Ave Aave, and they I guess have a sense of humor and they created Avagache or Avagachi <laughs> or something. Uh huh. They got the the old take care of the digital pet. Yeah, I'm not even sure if that's real. Oh, that's right. You did send me that link. I was thinking, I was thinking like, that sounds so familiar because you sent me it to me earlier. I was checking it out. Take care of your <laughs> digital Bitcoin pet. Their platform seems to be, it's either like a borrowing or lending platform or you become a liquidity provider. That I'm not sure which one it is. But if it's just purely lending, it seems like whatever rate people are supposed to pay you back at seems like that would be a pretty sure thing since I'm pretty sure you stake the money. There's some kind of collateral involved. That's one I haven't looked into either. <laughs> Tell me more about all these ones you haven't looked into there's, yet. <laughs> there's just so much going on. I can't keep There is a lot. Well, it's definitely an exciting time because now our, we're at a stage where everybody's got computers and there's a very fast network to make this all possible and stable. Filecoin? I'm staying away from that one though. There's some weird Chinese connection. 
But yeah. Filecoin's an interesting idea. And I know this kind of concept, it's existed before. You, I could get paid to store people's stuff. Hmm. That's cool. Like they're, they're encrypted files. To send yeah, your I've got lots of, lots of hard drives. I could just uh, set up There's Filecoin somehow. executables. Yeah, uh-huh. And then let other people put their files on my computer. And then I get paid. But you have to put up collateral. So what do you mean by collateral? If I was going to store $30,000 worth of Filecoin stuff. Oh, and you lose it? Oh, so you I would have to, to put up some kind of collateral. So that Your house. No, it'd be I'd pay in Filecoin. Oh, okay. And then I'd get paid in Filecoin. Okay, I so see the yeah, okay, that makes sense. You'd have an insurance policy basically. Yeah. Pay for insurance. So if I was a user of Filecoin and I knew this, that the the the, the, the thing backing it could lose my data because somebody fucked up. Mm-hmm. And sure they get punished because they lost a bunch of money, but if that information was irreplaceable you better store it multiple times on Filecoin or you store Across it somewhere multiple else. multiple servers, yeah. Yeah. Another platform, preferably. Something that guarantees it. Oh, man. I could see, though, if it was like fractions of a dollar compared to everybody else, it could be something worth looking into. Just trying to think, what, what would you need to have stored that wasn't so valuable you, you couldn't lose it? But that would be really advantageous to have it super Pirate cheap. music. Oh, that makes perfect sense, actually. Yeah. I don't know that I'd want to pay for it. That's the kind of thing that I I would store have in my free for, storage. But then if I lost it, eh. Yeah, if it was inexpensive enough and I didn't really care, I would definitely do that. I don't think Filecoin has tiered storage, though. Mm. The advantage of tiered storage is if I know I'm never going to touch something and I have it in S3, I can make a particular object or a whole bucket, some like deep uh, glacier, deep archive, so that it's one, it's 99 cents per terabyte. That's impossible. 99 cheap. cents per terabyte. Yeah. I think the last time we talked about this, I told you it was like $10 per terabyte. It's now 99 cents per terabyte. What That's, happened? Did it just get like big investment money? Just no, buy it's a just deeper and deeper archival storage. So, uh, okay. If you need your information in less than a day, you're not going to get it out of that system. In that system, it, you have to request it and they'll get around to it in 12 hours. They'll basically put a tape into their uh, restore system and then put it into an S3 bucket. Then you can retrieve the files, but 12 hours later. And you have to pay if it's before a certain time period. So there's fees. Mm. You don't just put something into a glacier deep archive and then restore it 30 days later. It's the kind of thing like these are records you need to keep for seven years or something, but you don't want to pay for it. You know, like you have a local copy, you're super unlikely to ever need it, but then your house burns down. (laughs) It's worth paying the early access fee. Just to get it if you need it now. Yeah. That makes sense though if it's like deep archival. So they put it somewhere that nobody's gonna look for it. So they really have to work hard to find it if it if you need to pull it. Yeah, I'm pretty sure there's a robot just Beep drives boop. around looking through a library of QR codes until it finds it. 
that's pretty much it for me. Yeah, I didn't have much going on this week. It's just internet woes. My biggest story of the week is uh, I've been having issues on on with my connection. Like it will be four megabits one good night, and then the next night it's like one upload. So I'm I'm trying to stream, and this is happening. It's like, well, I can't stream at this at these rates. And I got to the point where like, okay, fine. I'm just like contacting my internet provider, ISP, internet service provider. And doing the whole like, oh, have you tried restarting your modem? Try restarting your router. Turn yes, it I off have. and on again. Turn it off and on again. We'll be here when you come back. No, they're not. But <laughs> and eventually, I got a real life person to actually like let me do a test from my side. And from their side, they're like, oh, we actually do see some like inconsistency. There's something going on. They said like T1, T3, something. I, I didn't understand. But they're gonna send somebody. So I was like, okay, good. I can finally get somebody that that hopefully knows what they're talking about. The guy came over. And between you know two and three, it was pretty good. Um, and he was actually like, I know sometimes you get somebody that's like wants to tell you bullshit, like, oh, just buy new equipment, and then that's all they do. And it's like, well, that was I could have done that, like, go away. No, this guy actually was pretty thorough. He tested the line coming to the house, he tested, um, he followed the line out to where actually like the central pub thing was for all the houses. Um, and then that he tested like my connection, like after passes of the modem. He did notice it definitely was the modem, and I have to agree with him because when I got the new modem, it then like jumped up. There was something going on with that old modem of mine. But he he said even besides the modem, there was something going weird with my with my network. He's he wasn't sure what it was, so he said he made a request for Spectrum to send out additional teams to, to investigate it because it basically be like running fine, getting twenty megabits upload, which I should be getting. He's like, yeah, this is what we expect in your area. And then it just dies. Just nothing. Like even download is at like 10 megabits. And then it comes back. And there's like no explanation for why it's doing this. Like just suddenly it dies and it comes back. And it wasn't wasn't my, any of my equipment because he said it's coming straight out of the line of the ground, out of the ground. So hopefully they figure that out. Because it happened to me again last night where I was getting like great 20 megabits per second upload. I started streaming. And then it just goes to one, one megabit, and I'm getting like 20 megabits download. I've been noticing it too. Now that I'm like, now that I'm conscious of it, I'll see a a YouTube video just hang, it's just spinning. Like at first I thought it was just my phone, but I'm like, huh. I think it's connection. The connection just dies, and I have to like wait a couple minutes, and then it'll come back. This is with the new modem. This is with the new modem. This isn't even my modem. This is um, before it even gets to my modem. He said this was happening to the direct line coming out of the ground, the coaxial cable. So it's something upstream from where I'm at. Hmm. Um, but I'm going to follow up because if it keeps happening, and I remember it was like, I think my parents were saying they, they were supposed to get somebody out there, and then nobody ever did. So I need to make sure I follow up with them to make sure that they... Because he might have sent the request in, but they might go, eh, eh. Do you have the uh, the code? Oh, like what like he said? a service said? number or something, you need to write it down because when you call them, you can just reference it. And they'll be like, uh, oh, you know what you're talking about. And they'll just get down to business with you. No, I didn't get any code from him. I was just happy that it was working better after he left. I probably should have. But I figured when I contact him again, because I was on the phone with somebody, um, I can just tell them, hey, I'm this address. Can you see that I have a record history of somebody coming out to visit? And then that's how I can start the conversation. 
yeah. and asked them like, "Oh, he's he's made a request for a maintenance team to go out there. Just was it a was there ever a request made?" And blah blah blah. But I was more than thrilled because before I got my new modem, I was getting on a very very good day, fourteen megabits up, like like amazing. I had no idea why it was doing that, and I can only remember once when it did that. And then now consistently, except for when it dies. Uh, I'm getting 20 megabits upload, which is just like, oh, this is so much better now for streaming. Yeah, that's necessary, definitely. Yeah, I should double up my buffer rate when I'm having good good nights because that'll just make it so much crisper and cleaner. But yeah, that's that's pretty much my my Spectrum Internet update, and hopefully I can uh, report back that they've fixed it permanently. But for now, it's still limbo, limbo if it's going to get better or not. I'm looking right now uh, between all my devices, streaming stuff. I am doing nothing and currently uploading at nine megabits per second. That just sounds so nice. I wish I could be consistently. I'm looking at your stream right now. Let's see video stats. What is your, yeah, 6,000 kilobits per second. That sounds so nice. I'll probably never get this experience again. Oh, when you, if you ever remove? Yeah. Part of the reason why I do uh, most of my stuff remote in a virtual private server somewhere is they have unlimited bandwidth. And mm-hmm. when I do stuff there, even if I move, I don't have to worry about any uh, any bandwidth issues. The The problem I had was I needed a instance that had a, a graphics card, and that was going to start at about $200 a month. Oh, that's right. Before you had your beast. Yep. Um, I was watching a YouTube video because living in uh, the area that we live in, you don't, you just, you always know there's an internet option. Like it may not be the greatest internet option, but there's always a cable and a dial-up service available. You know, which 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 would have a dial-up service that's crappy and pays really cheap, or a cable modem that's crappy and you pay a lot of money. Um, but the people who live like in the desert or up in the mountains, they don't have many options. Cause it's like, I was watching a YouTube video where they got, the family was talking about like, they moved out of the city, they were tired of the city and they didn't even, they didn't even think about there not being internet options. There, there was an internet provider in their area and they went to them and they said, we can't take on any more people. Like, no, not not like, oh, we don't what? have service in your area. They have service in your area, but we're not taking anybody on because if we stretch the network anymore, it's going to threaten the customers we have. Huh. So they went through the whole thing of like different services. The fact they mentioned the one that you were talking about where it's a like a radar dish basically and just shoots the wireless signal towards the uh, radar disk. But they're saying the problem with that is that you have to be like living on top of a hill. <laughs> if you live at the bottom of the hill, Tough luck. I don't think they had that option available to them. Yeah, you'd have to set up a bunch of relays. Um, they eventually settled on the service called Nomad, which basically uses like it. They contract with multiple cell different cell towers and use basically you know LTE data. And so, like, let's say the nearest cell tower to you is AT and T. Even if though you don't have an AT and T contract, they make the contract AT and T and use their tower for your internet but then charge you the same rate for, you know, regardless of what service you're using, I think. Oh. So, 
just some uh, food for thought. I don't think anybody, I hope nobody has to consider <laughs> finding alternatives for uploading data, but yeah, that's my, that's my qualm of the week. 4G LTE. Yeah. So this is a, an MVNO. It looks like mm-hmm. that is just positioned as an ISP it charges three times the, uh, pure data price. Yep. But I think they, there's no limits on how much data you use. Cause I think that was, that was another thing is they had some, some services that were available to them, but the second you'd go over the, the bandwidth, it would just die. And it was like a tiny amount of bandwidth you got. So they were like, well, this isn't really usable. This is like just a service, but not really like practical for watching yeah. anything or doing anything. And nowadays, modern day of Netflix and YouTube. That's too bad. Yeah. But things to consider if you decide to, uh, live off, live off the ranch. Gotta, gotta have your own internet. Bring it I'll with just have you. to wait. Starlink will be up. I can buy an RV. Live the dream. Off the reservation. Starlink is uh, Elon Musk's satellite network. Yeah, but he's going to use the, uh, the, uh, the space elevator to get there, right? That would be cool. Space elevator, though, it's... I, I was reading reports and people like talking about like what it would take to bake one and just like, oof, there's so many, there's so many problems we don't have solutions for because of uh, gravity and things changing as you go up higher. Yeah, and imagine living anywhere underneath that. Yeah, it would suck. If anything ever went wrong. <laughs> yeah, anywhere, like several miles away, you would be like, oh shit, oh shit, oh shit. That, no, no spitting off the edge of that elevator. There was a moon movie that came out. Uh, Ad Astra, was that it? I don't recall. Uh, Speaking of uh, stuff coming out, though, Captain... Captain Falcon, get the Falcon and the Winter Soldiers premiering tomorrow on uh, online. So wherever you can find the internet truck, are you going to watch that series? Is it the four hour thing? No, that's the Justice League. Oh. I don't know what that's even about. I just know it came out and it's like four hours long and I, I don't want to be interested because DC's been doing questionable things with... Uh, well, every every one of their live action films have been eh, sketchy. You have to wear a diaper when you watch when you watch it. For which part? The four hour movie. Oh yeah, the four hour movie. But no, this is from Marvel. So if you liked WandaVision, it's not the same type of show, but it's, you know the same. I feel like everything universe. in the Disney Plus app is a trap. Like it'll be normal and okay the first time, first season, second mm-hmm. season. They're going to start inserting like some kind of messaging and make all the effects cheaper and be subversive. Uh, I'm what they did to Star Wars. That's exactly what I'm alluding to. I'm sick of Star Wars, but that's also because of uh, sick of Disney. The people who are in charge of Star Wars, LucasArts, like it's this. It's still Disney's fault because they put them in charge. But uh, there's there's very clear, um, like it, it has their fingerprints all over it, and that was why. What was it? Was it the Mandalorian the first season? They had like no input, and so that pissed people off that they weren't allowed to uh, give creative notes. 
Who? Lucas? No, not Lucas. He's not the one that's in charge of anything. He's he's got no authority. He just Lucas listens Arts, to the ideas, guys. Oh no, okay, let me look it up now. I gotta I don't know names off the top of my head. Okay, so uh, I did look it up. Ad Astra does have the space elevator. That's the movie I was thinking of. Oh, okay. Ad Astra has A D. It has Ad, Brad Pitt in it. Oh, I see. A D A S T R A. A D space A S T R A. Oof, 6.9, 6.5, but 83% Rotten Tomatoes, though. Hmm. 2019, astronaut Roy McBride. Yeah, yeah people it's, just said it was probably, it's probably one of those things where it's a. Uh, they... Sorry. <laughs> I was just. It, it dramatic me music. I was looking at one of those like preview videos of YouTube where like it shows you the entertainment that I. But it was muted. <laughs> yeah, I was like, whoa, it's loud. Um. But uh, it looks like the kind of things where, like, they need to uh, satisfy the CGI budget of these CGI farms, so they spit out a movie to just use the CGI effects as much as they could. I don't really remember what the problem was with it, or if there was one. I just, I don't know. I like Brad Pitt. And I like space stuff. You like space? He's standing on a space elevator. It's trippy. He's standing on this really tall thing, and Earth is in the background. And you can tell it's connected to the ground. And then he has to jump and then he falls, but he's in space wearing a suit, but he falls. So there's a whole bunch of things in this that are interesting to look at, like the moon buggy race where they're shooting at each other. What? Yeah, they're on moon buggies and there's pirates on the moon and pirates, the moon pirates. Yeah, of course. (laughs) Right. Where else would the moon would the pirates be? Moon Nazis. Where do you think the Third Reich went? Uh, that is a movie. <laughs> <laughs> Seriously, I think it's called The Dark Side of the Moon. No, we don't talk about that. That's that, I don't remember what it's called. That but... fictional piece of uh, art is best left unspoken. In Ad Astra, there is a scene where they're in do- uh, the moon buggies and they're mm. hauling ass along the moon's surface, and they're getting shot at with some kind of blaster. And as soon as they go pew, into the pew. shadows, as they drive through a canyon, pew. it's mm-hmm. pure blackness. Because there's no light. That's cool. There's no there's, moon. There's no moon? Yeah, there's no moon to reflect the light because you're oh, on the yeah, moon. Oh, yeah, yeah, yeah. I thought I meant like they just went into darkness and the moon disappeared. It's so gone. in the absence of light or, you know, of that reflected light, there yeah. is nothing. Nothing. There's nothing to... Well, there would be stars, but yeah, you're right. For the, the fact of the movie that it's just black. Yeah. It's very cool. Because it's I super think, bright on the moon's surface. I think I might know why. Just reading the movie info. Now his son, a fearless astronaut in dashed separate, must embark on a daring mission to Neptune to uncover the truth about his missing father and a mysterious oh, power yeah. surge. Donald Sutherland the was crazy. Of the universe. Yeah, I remember now. I, I can see why it probably had some really cool scenes. Like, I think there's some movies that are like that. They have really good scenes, and that's what you see in the trailer. But then the movie all together is like... If you could just ignore that. Yeah. And what just is it, the, focus the on the fact its, that he's in space. Some of its parts is less than the parts. <laughs> if you could just focus on the fact that Donald Sutherland is yet again near a giant, uh, basically climate change machine. Kind of like uh-huh. that Kate Bush song where he's got the cloud making machine. <laughs> uh, Donald Sutherland is in like the clouds of Neptune with a giant, uh, some kind of uh, 
weapon. I don't even know what it is. It's like a big cloud changing machine. It's kind of weird. Chance of meatballs. Have you seen that cloud that Kate Bush song? Where no, I don't keep up with music anymore. It's very Kate Bush sad. is. It's very old. It's from like the eighties. Oof, I don't know then. Not, I don't okay, recognize the name. She has like a cloud forming machine made of giant horns, and you you can see Donald Sutherland in there dragging the uh, the controls around, shifting them, and then the clouds start to form, and it's just time lapse time lapse footage. This is Kate Bush. Yeah, watch Kate Bush and then watch Ad Astra. In that order. Yeah. You know what? I actually think I remember this movie now. Now that I've read the, the <laughs> movie info, it's, oh, it's yeah, that's very right. familiar. They boosted off of the explosion. They so what now? stupid. <laughs> what? I forgot all about that. Okay. Just watch the movie, and then once they get towards... Uh, Oh my god, there was so many stupid things. <laughs> You're not selling this right now. I'm remembering it now. So as Tommy soon as they get to Saturn, you just go, well, that was a nice movie in space. <laughs> That's a nice movie. Now let's watch The Expanse. <laughs> okay. Uh, it got an 83% on the tomato meter, but the audience score was 40%. And all the critics loved it. Top critics. Top, top loving. He jumps that- through an asteroid field. Like an asteroid belt, and uh, traverses who knows how what how long of a distance, like twenty miles, through space, through space, going through an asteroid belt, doesn't die. Also, no freehand grabs the spacecraft because he's floating in space freely through an asteroid belt with that with that monster uh, death grip he's got. His yes, his manly death grip grips the practiced. spacecraft. Yeah, oh I can tell if they say though, uh, what is it? Reading the preview, whenever they say threatens the blank of the universe, it, it's a I forget what it's called, but it's like it's a known thing with movies that if you make the scale too big, the audience doesn't give a shit. Like it becomes yeah. so big that yeah. you're like, I don't have any like I know he has to win because it's the universe at stake. Like they're not going to blow up the universe. That'd be a horrible ending. Whereas if you make it more personal, like the universe, the world will go on, but there'll be severe consequences that people get invested, especially if they're realistic consequences. Like, you know, you you could live, but then you're homeless or something. Like everybody's like, ooh, like I want to know what happens because I don't want to end up homeless. Like it makes it very real, but mysterious power surge that threatens the stability of the universe. I not have any interest. <laughs> I've, oh, I've been like, I just tune out. I just realized that I'm misremembering who the father was. <laughs> I just get more and more retarded the more I watch this video. And I start to remember things about this movie. It's not Donald Sutherland. It's uh, what's his face from Men in Black, the old guy. Tommy Lee Jones. Yeah. I was confused because I'm, I'm reading the... I could have sworn Donald Sutherland was in this. <laughs> I was reading the list Oh, he is. Characters. He is. Wait, where is He's he? in the credits. Oh, what does he do? I got to uh, look this up now. He's, I don't know. He's in it. He was in my mind for some reason. He's definitely in it. He's proud to be like the father's friend or something. I actually, now that I think about it, he probably had a heart attack or something during one of the scenes and he like couldn't continue on. Looking at the credits now. 
I think we talked about this too much. There it is, Donald Sutherland. Oh, this guy. Yes, I've seen this guy before. Okay. <laughs> okay. He's in a Kate Bush song. Music video. Look it up. Donald Sutherland and Kate Bush song. Google that. Okay, yep, I think... Uh, running up that hill. <laughs> this is a well-known one. They're like pulling this weather-changing machine up the hill. It's so weird. I'm obsessed with this music video. <laughs> it's got Donald Sutherland in it. It's He's doing well for 85. I don't think he aged. He just he just came out white. And uh, this, his beard? Yeah. That's, no. For actors who like have the old look early on, they then look timeless. Like, uh, who's that actor? I George can't Clooney? Think, I, well, George Clooney. Uh, who, who is it? He's... I can't believe like the freaking character he plays. I can't think of the real name. Oh, Patrick Stewart. There we go. Patrick oh, Stewart. Yeah. He doesn't have hair. Doesn't he? Well, he's got you know early onset baldness, whatever. But because of that, he looked so much like older when he was young, because you know no hair. But then, as now he's like now he actually is pretty old, but looks the same. It's yeah. Like one of those effects, like where like if you have already been established as being like old older distinguished character early on then you can just sort of like continue to act that role forever because you don't change your look really I think like that only the... works for mm, mostly men not yeah only, but I, I'm men. Not, I was not uh, thinking of women during this I was only thinking of the <laughs> there are definitely certain women that always uh, like they excelled when they were older because mm -hmm. they had like a certain look Yeah, it's a definitely a different different ball game for men and women when it comes to acting. I don't know the intricacies of it, but you can start just. I think it's like live streaming. Start early and then you burn out. Uh, well, they make all the money for the first couple of years. Maybe I'm trying to think of like, I think if you take really good care of yourself and you've got good set of genes, you could make it last longer. But I think there's like there's also like a couple of women actors who just as they got older they just changed the type of roles they would play. Yeah, and they pull it off really well. Yeah, they they can do the attractive you know the attractive type early on, but then they gotta have real acting ability, and then later on they could be taken more seriously for their acting ability, not just their looks. Oh, you're onto something. But that's uh that's like a really hard <laughs> that's that's uh because you if you get Type typecasting is a real thing. If you get typecasted as a you know the attractive woman, nobody's gonna think of you when they want you to do a serious role. That reminds me, I was watching The Mentalist on uh, your recommendation. Yes, and this guy, it, during season one, you can tell it's uh, it's pre two thousand eight because um, somewhere between two thousand eight and two thousand twelve, comedy was killed. Yeah, and it has it's. Um, Basically, if you are a comedian, you're subject to Marxist struggle sessions. Struggle sessions, yeah. You are canceled. 
So this guy in one of the early seasons of The Mentalist, he plays a retarded character. Oh, I think I remember this. Yeah. And somebody's like, he's not special. He's retarded. And I'm like, oh, yeah. Oh, yeah. Like today, after 2008 and 2012, somewhere around then, the Marxists have uh, the insurrection started. And today they would get canceled for using certain words. And uh, yeah, and then I realized I remember thinking about that. This guy's career, he could potentially be typecast as playing retarded characters because Forever. he kind of looks like it. <laughs> like he, he's a passable retarded actor. <laughs> Every time he wakes up in the morning, he looks <laughs> in the mirror, he thinks, "I'm retarded." <laughs> See another great meme, <laughs> and that was from. Uh, Shit, it was some movie from like the 70s or something. What, that, that meme? The, the, the TV show, I mean, that, that yeah, came TV from. Yeah, TV show. Yeah, it's it was like something uh, Galaxy or something. Well, that, that's, that show in itself was sort of weird, even, it was even weird, uh, yeah. today. They would jump into people's bodies and like take over their life and help them. <laughs> but no, it, it was, he was from the future. He go, yeah, jump in people's bodies from the future and right the wrongs of their life. And the reason why he could was because God let it happen. Yeah, like it was like pretty directly like the Christian God made it happen. Oh yeah. You can't have religion in Marxism. <laughs> yeah. So that's canceled also, by the way. <laughs> that's canceled. Yeah. Uh, speaking of canceling and comedy being dead, did you hear what happened at the Grammys? No. First off, did you even know the Grammys were happening? Cause I didn't. I've never watched them. I don't even know what they are. It's the awards for music. Channel. All I know is their awards. I don't even know it's for music. I don't I give zero shits. Well, basically, you know, that's pretty much everybody's reaction. The Grammys have been just Should falling I play the off the map. A uh, couple minutes, a couple seconds. I've got a time to the perfect time. Bill. Bill. <laughs> Do they not know who Bill Burr is? Was I the only one who wanted to kill himself during that piano solo? Uh... <laughs> Well, there's no, there's no laugh track. TV. I'm such a there's moron. no audience. I am losing the only so much money right now. The crew. All right, shout out to all the rock stars that I wanted to meet them. tonight who are watching at home. Instead, I'm talking to you, Don Dawkins. All right. What? I'm old. That was my first concert. All right. Here are the next <laughs> categories. The yeah, they're like super, super faint. For best Latin rock. Oh, yeah, I think it's worse. Oh, not worse, shit, but it gets I just better. Moved it. No, it's fine. I wanted to say is that uh, the Grammys is you know because of COVID, there's no live audience, and should, should I know who that girl is? No, beginning? I have no idea who that girl is. I just I I clipped it there so you could hear her go brrrr because she was trying to be funny and eh. and <laughs> there's no laugh track. Yeah, just sort of with that's awkward. so funny. The pacing is totally a stage presence kind of pacing. Yeah, where you do things to appeal to the the crowd and then people do their. Uh, what sounds funny, but it's they laugh like in support of you. Mm-hmm. Like but it's not clap. that funny, so they kind of they. Well, there's a term for it. I, I don't know what it's called, but there's nobody there to do that. But yeah, but your question is the first question everybody has. Like, do they know who Bill Burr is? They they do realize he doesn't give a shit, right? Like he's gonna he's gonna say whatever he thinks. Yeah, he's on, got his own podcast network. Like, what are you gonna do? Cancel him? He's yeah, he's untouchable. Well, I yeah. shouldn't say that, but like he, 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 his stuff is served from his own servers. So he can just change where his podcast hosted. Yeah. And you still receive it. Um, 
But so they they hire him to present the Grammys, and I think I I honestly think it was a total play that they they knew nobody's going to watch the Grammys, especially because their numbers have been just dropping every year. And now it's COVID; they're definitely nobody's going to watch it. Um, and so they probably hired whoever they could. I think they set him up to fail because if you keep playing the video, you can tell he's never nobody nobody set him up with how to say these names. They're all Latin artists, and you know he's he's not Latin. He doesn't know Spanish. <laughs> Maybe so knows a little bit. And so he's got to say these like fuck. Sorry. He's got to say it's complicated, not complicated. I don't say complicated, but they are very Spanish-sounding names. And if you don't know what it's supposed to sound like, how could you possibly get it right? Here, go ahead and play it now. Let's get at least the first name. Uh, I gotta set it back to the time. Uh <laughs> Oh, and you can hear you can hear the crew laughing in the background. I thought it was going to be on that, TV. I'm such a hot. moron. I am losing so much money right now. All right, uh, shout out jump, to all the rock stars that I wanted to meet tonight who are watching at no, home instead. Not. I'm talking to you, Don Dawkins. Yeah, yeah. Here he's are a, the next categories. He's upset that he thought there'd be rock stars there. Up for bits. <laughs> uh, for best Latin rock. Yeah, somebody cut they it. They cut it. They cut the parts that are matter. All right, and the Grammy goes to Fido Pius. Wait a minute. They like they're Skype in or something? Yeah, they're all all they're Skype in or Zooming or whatever. Including the Hano, I'm the not going to say that stupid company name. I can't say this name. Natalie, Natalie, what? All right. Uh, <laughs> and the winner, uh, the Grammy goes to Natalia Lafourcade. Lafourcade, <laughs> man. <laughs> so, I don't know I who think, that is. I think well, no, nobody knows who these people are. Like, Let's, let's be honest. Half of her. If I butchered her name, I'm sorry. So he's, it's like, he didn't do anything wrong because he's apologetic. You know, he's sorry. Like I can't pronounce this, but I think he was purposely picked and purposely thrown up there to fail, so that people would be talking about it, and then that would get the Grammys. All right. Somewhat, hey, how many some, uh, some... feminists are like going nuts? So how, why funny. is this cis white male doing all this Latino what stuff? Is this cis uh, white and male the Grammy doing goes to <laughs> Grupo Niche. Hey, Niche. Niche. For best orchestral performance. All right. But yeah, that that was the last story. That, I think that that was done purposely to get the Grammys on somebody's radar because I didn't even know they were going on. I don't think anybody did. Yeah, I guess it was all for the replay value. Yeah. Interesting strategy. Like uh, twitching other people, streaming other people's streams, boost those numbers. Yeah, it was it was wonderful. I I thoroughly enjoyed just watching his little parts. He he went there thinking there'd be rock stars all hanging out and you know, and the Grammys, and he shows up and there's nobody there because everybody's just zooming in. That's how they got him. They tricked him. Uh, I think that's it. Okay, let's call it a night. Where can I become a fine member? You can become a member at. Uh, shittypodcast.com slash member or contact the show for feedback and suggestions at shittypodcast.com slash contact for feedback and suggestions. Where can you be reached, Troy? I can be reached at yort.org y-o-r-t dot o-r-g or at my Twitch Twitch channel twitch.tv slash Troy C 
N N N. That's three N's. See you next week. Happy night.